0: Wonder how that woman came up with her cool idea and turned it into a business? Listen in to find out how. Welcome to Women Inspired. I'm your host, Linda Ugalow, and on this show, I interview change makers, artists, healers, and entrepreneurs about what fires them up and how they put their dreams into action. And I'm really excited to have on the show today, Claudia Thompson, who is a social media and networking expert. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Linda. Thanks for having me. So, how did you become a social media and networking expert? What's your story? What's the background here?
1: Well, I'm also in sales, as you know, and I've and I've been in sales for fifteen years, and I started selling copiers, which was like not very sexy, uh, sort of a difficult thing to do, and I had asked the top rep at my country at my country my company. Um, you know, how are you so successful? She was, she was the top rep in the whole nation. And she said, all she did was network. And I said, I think I could do that. I think I actually, you know, what I had come to discover later was that I had been networking pretty much since I was five. So, um, I took that and as a result, I had many different, uh, I won a lot of awards over the years. Um, it's been really great for me. like sales awards sales awards Uh like president's club trips uh you know and it was awesome it was just really great um and that was all from building relationships so as i saw that people kept telling me you should do your own business or you know can you come talk at this school or can you speak on this panel and i found that i really enjoyed speaking uh, and teaching so that's how the business sort of grew organically from that
0: that's fantastic yeah. and you are also a original uh, launch director for mm-hmm. BNI which is yes. uh, business network international yeah and those are the yeah. small
1: networking groups right exactly uh-huh. yeah so so what makes them unique is that they're one seat per profession per chapter so we have 99 chapters here in Massachusetts and I'm actually working on launching uh, the hundredth one in East Boston so Everyone is, all eyes are on me right now (laughs) in all of B&I, actually. So, uh, but in B&I, Massachusetts, we're we're hoping to have that hundredth in the next couple of weeks. So it's exciting.
0: Wow. So you not only are good at networking, but you're good at helping others do networking. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, I think so. I just, I just love doing it. Um, I just love helping people build their businesses uh, by building relationships. So. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, that, that's such a, um, you know, it's an eye opener for people, I'm sure, because just like you said, how, did, how do you do so well to your mm. colleague? And she mm-hmm. said, I just network. Mm-hmm. Really? Is that all? Yeah. But networking isn't so easy for people, is it?
1: Exactly. So what I, as I'm starting to find out, you know, I started um, putting out the word that I was going to be hosting these workshops. And I, well, I actually started doing after-work networking events. Mm-hmm. And the majority of the people that would attend uh, were introverts, uh, socially awkward you know, self-identified as socially awkward. And, uh, and it was a great space. Uh, the way that I marketed them was a really great space to have um, that feel of relaxing and, and comfort while still being able to uh, network professionally. And so uh, that's when I started to see there was really more of a need, uh, especially in a transplant city like Boston uh, or any big city where people are not actually from there. They may not have family there. They may not have even went to college there. Uh, and they're just trying to connect with people to make quality, uh, lasting
0: relationships. So
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: so how do you help people, like, prepare for a mm-hmm. networking event? How does one do that?
1: Uh, so I have a flagship course, how to, uh, how to Be an Effective Networker. And in that course, we do a whole, there's like a good portion, maybe a quarter of the, of the course, is about how to really uh, set up pre-research, uh, pre-networking event. Uh, so you'd research and you know researching the right events for you uh, for those that are introverts or like just really opposed to being spending a lot of time with random people Um, i encourage them to make sure that they carve out some sort of goal like how many people they want to walk away uh, having met and following up with uh, or how long of a time they're going to be there just really setting an expectation for themselves so that they don't get overwhelmed. And mm. then they know, and then if they want to stay longer, great, mm-hmm. but then they have know, okay, I've, I've walked away with five solid uh, people that I can follow up with.
0: Mm-hmm. And so do you think five is a good number? I just threw
1: out five. I mean, I think in an hour re- realistically, because you want to have quality relationships. I think we've all gone to networking events uh, where someone just hands out their cards before you even get to know who they are and they throw them in your face. And they often end up either you know in your car or in a, desk drawer somewhere at home so I think it's important to uh, make sure that you're you know giving yourself the time to it, it's a lot a lot of us need you know a babysitter or you you take off early from work or it's just a lot in general or like mm-hmm. myself as I get older I really appreciate going to bed earlier so <laughs> so if I'm gonna go out it has to be worth it hmm so I think giving yourself a goal of five or if you're at something for like you know two hours ten conversations but it depends
0: mm-hmm. yeah hmm mm-hmm. I tend to I notice um, talk with less people for longer periods of time mm-hmm. and I o- often find it difficult to know how to like transition out of a conversation yes,
1: yes. what do you recommend for that yes yeah, so I call that the uh, skillful exit and skillful intrusion so a lot of times sometimes you'll walk in if you've shown up a little late to an event mm-hmm and you'll see groups of people together, and you don't know really who to go up to or if it's okay to uh, interrupt the conversation or join the group. So uh, I I encourage people to uh, make sure that they uh, you know, just, I I, I tell people, especially if they've paid for an event or they signed up for a a networking event, everyone's there to network. So I don't find that anything is really rude per se. Uh, If you know, cutting someone off, that those types of things are rude, but I think, you know, asking, do you mind if I join your join your conversation, or, I uh, you know, I'd like to know, hey, what what does everyone do? I think that that's perfectly fine, given that you're all there to actually network. Um, the exit is a little tougher because people don't want to be mean or perceived as mean or disrespectful. So uh, I, a lot of times, uh, what people will tell me is that they'll say, oh, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get a drink, or I'm going to go to the bathroom. But really, they're just trying to go away, get away. And, uh, and I just let people know, well, great. It was awesome talking with you. I'm going to continue to work the room and, and get to know people and do some more networking. But it was awesome connecting. And I think that that's perfectly fine. Yeah, and
0: it's honest. It's just honest. Genuine, yeah. So then
1: you don't feel awkward when you bump into them across the room again. Right. <laughs> you know, like 20 minutes later. Yes. Or you're trying to avoid them or you just leave all altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think it's it's just good
0: to be honest. It's refreshing. I, I got a question from my audience who mm-hmm. uh, was wondering about physical disability. She, is imp- mm-hmm. she has hard of hearing. Yes. And it's difficult for her to hear in a noisy place. Mm-hmm. She, she already needs to, like, watch people's mouths to gain understanding, and her <coughs> vocal articulation is not the best. Mm-hmm. And she was wondering, what do you recommend for somebody in her situation?
1: I think it's good to take it out of the space and to be upfront again, just to be direct, uh, there was a woman that I knew that would say um, she would just give a gesture if she wanted you to raise your voice, and to, she would say, "I'm deaf in the ear," or I, "I'm, you know, I'm legally uh, hearing impaired." Um, just communicating that if it is an issue, but you still want to, I don't think it should hinder you uh, from going out to events. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I think if you're just communicating and being really honest uh, in a way that doesn't have people feeling like. Um, they're insulting you or i, I think it's fine mm-hmm. i think it's better you know sometimes if without some sort of apparatus you know like like a hearing aid or a, an implant and they can't see, uh, cl- clearly there's something there um, but i think if if that's not the case i think just communicating it is, is perfectly fine and mm-hmm. being honest and i say i say the same thing for people with accents um if they you know they if they can communicate if it's a problem for them just acknowledging my you know I have this accent so let me know if you don't understand something that I'm saying just communicating that mm-hmm. uh, I think is important mm-hmm. especially having two parents with accents I think
0: uh-huh. <laughs> yeah
1: I think it's important for yeah. Sure. yeah
0: I'm also thinking um, for this person that may be scoping out the space and seeing if there's there are areas that are less noisy mm-hmm. and like what, And that, that kind of brings me to a question, like, what about, like, planting yourself in one place mm-hmm. versus working the room? Do you have? Well, I think if you
1: have those accessibility um, concerns that, yes, then maybe, I mean, I'm a person that, like, will typically go to, go to an event early, especially if it's downtown and you're driving, you want to find parking and, you know, figure out. Sometimes it's not as easy to figure out what is, uh, is happening, um, you know, as far as logistics go. Um, So, again, if someone needs special accommodations, uh, calling ahead is helpful to ask, okay, what is the event like, you know, emailing the organizer, also calling the venue, um, those types of things to prepare yourself. Uh, I'll give an example. So, I'm allergic to gluten and dairy, and I don't eat meat. So, it's super, it's not really easy to some would say i i think it's easy to eat with me but it's not as easy so i constantly have to bring stuff with me i have to call ahead if my friends want to have dinner i have to call the menu uh, call the place ahead check the menu ask them you know even even if i see a menu i still make sure so that there's no question when i get there that everything is good to go so my Mm -hmm. friends are often surprised at how fast i can order even though i have all these restrictions but I'm always planning ahead mm. so I think it's important to, to do that especially if you have those uh, those needs those accommodations
0: that's a great great idea yeah yeah because people tend to just kind of be, react to uh, oh my god there's nothing yeah. here to eat but you exactly could. Mm-hmm. well
1: especially if, if there's an accessibility issue as far as a physical limitation mm-hmm. you know is there a ramp is that you know you really just really being responsible and finding out what it is yeah. to make sure that you're yeah. accommodated
0: and once you're in this space, like, what is your take on somebody just sitting down at a table and letting people come to them versus walking around? I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, what did you, what did you go there for? You went there to meet new people, and sometimes people will not walk up to you. Um, the other thing people do to feel safe is they come in groups. They'll come, like, go with co- colleagues or friends, and then they end up just talking to each other. Mm. I mean, you could have done that at home
0: mm-hmm. for
1: free mm-hmm. in, in your pajamas. The you guys could have just hung out at, at the house, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, so I think it's important to to know, again, set setting an intention and make sure that you set yourself up so that that way you know, okay, I'm going to make sure. I think that's why the goal setting is important. This is my intention of what I plan on getting oh. out of this, and this is how many people I plan on having a conversation with. Mm-hmm. And I think that that will allow um, – for people to, to to get out of their comfort zone.
0: Right. Yeah. Now, now I know from my own experience that when mm-hmm. I first started to network, I was really confused about, like, how much to say, mm-hmm. how much not to say. Now I have this idea that I'm not trying to look for sales or clients per se Mm -hmm. i'm thinking about making connections that may down the line lead Mm -hmm. to referrals yes and that kind of helps me Mm -hmm. feel less attached and kind of like desperate i'm looking for yes i need to get a client tonight or Mm -hmm. um and i feel like people probably pick up on that energy do you Think that's, do you agree with that? Do you disagree with that? So it's this, It's kind of to the point of what
1: I said before, people handing out cards without even talking to you. Mm-hmm. You expect me to buy a car from you or get a life insurance policy and I, I don't even know your name. Um, the you, you network with the intention of building relationships and a solid foundation. There is no way that someone, not no way, but it's very unlikely that someone is going to... Buy a home from a realtor that they just met at an event
0: mm-hmm. that
1: just walked by
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's gonna be there may be something there if they have a personality and something clicks maybe uh, but it's very unlikely they're gonna have to have a follow-up and get to know them a little bit more mm-hmm. and spend some one-on-one time with them mm-hmm. to understand you can it can get done I'd say in two meetings minimum but it still takes that second follow-up right. and, and building the relationship over time
0: right yeah right and what do you think about elevator pitches
1: Oh, they're awesome. So yeah, I think um, people tend to want to tell, especially if you do, especially these days, people do like, oh, I'm an app developer and I went and designed websites and I teach yoga. You know, they want to say everything. And I think it's fine, even if you just said those things and that's it. But people want to tell you every, every aspect. And I think if you just give them enough to understand, I tell people to say, you know, what would you say to a 12-year-old so you wouldn't have to be all complicated? uh scientists tend to do that or engineers they say i do this this and this you know and they use all this jargon or lawyers you know lawyers wouldn't typically use all the jargon with you so you think about what can i say in a way that everyone can understand um and i think to keep it succinct uh, excuse me succinct is really the key as well yeah yeah
0: i was i was um traveling last month mm-hmm. and I was I met up with someone who I knew online mm-hmm. I'd never met before and her partner and I asked what do you do and he said mm-hmm. well I'm in gambling and I thought what a great answer because yeah. he piqued my interest yeah yeah so I wanted to ask him more about right. it rather right. than what do you do and then blah 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 yeah. blah 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 and you're kind of like
1: yeah you've checked overwhelmed. out
0: well you check out exactly <laughs> yeah. but I think there is a, a gift in just giving a little bit of information. If someone is interested, mm-hmm. they're going to ask you more. Exactly.
1: Yeah, something like really creative and fun. I, I love these, like, really cool uh, titles that people are giving themselves these days. Like what? Um, I don't, like dream deliverer, you know, and really they're... And then they someone can say,
0: well, what is that? Yeah, it could yeah. be
1: anything. That's, mm-hmm. that's I think I've heard like financial planners refer themselves as that or, or um, a real estate agent, you know, like I'm going to, the one that's going to make your dreams come true. Uh, so you ask the questions and it's intriguing and it's a way that they can speak from their commitment rather than a commodity. So mm-hmm. I think that that is like... Definitely, if you can grab on to just very little, like you said, and you want to know more. Well, now I have to ask you more.
0: Yeah, really. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. And it makes the conversation much more fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I know at first I felt like I had to give all of my information, too, Mm -hmm. and I could see people are checking out. Now, sometimes at networking events, there's, like, if it's a small size, the organizer may have people go around. Mm -hmm. That scary for a lot of people
1: yeah I think um, warming people up I mean so B&I does that right where everyone has an opportunity to give a weekly presentation they call it which is a a pitch essentially a commercial and um, and it can be uh, I think maybe uh, setting an expectation when you put the event out we're gonna just go around if you or giving people the opportunity to pass but letting them know seeing it seeing it as an opportunity like, you can say as little as just your name and your company, what you do, mm-hmm. or your tagline or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're going to give people like 30 seconds, because some people tend to go on and on, and I think it's important to also give a time, you know, have a timer or something. Um, because if you, if people typically go on and on and on, you don't know when to cut them off. Mm-hmm. Now the time has passed and, you, and anything else that you wanted to get done isn't going to get done.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I think it's good to like cut people off at a limit. Um, mm-hmm. And then some people can just say, one two three things Mm -hmm. um, and that's it Mm
0: -hmm. yeah now if the if the I've been to an event where the organizer was actually several times where Mm -hmm. the organizer wanted to help people connect more and Mm -hmm. and asked people to share well what are they looking for Mm
1: -hmm.
0: what kinds of things is like okay to say in that kind of
1: uh, for the person that's being asked?
0: Yeah, or when you're, you know, if it's your turn to mm-hmm. say, you know, you say what you do and mm-hmm. if you're supposed to also say what you're looking for. Yep. Like, do you say, I'm looking for clients or do you say I'm looking for referrals or like, what, do you, what do you, what's the proper? the proper thing to do yeah
1: I think, it's, I think again it's fine to be direct I think um, if asked you know if asked well who are you looking to to work with I find that asking for referral partners uh, or if you're a specialist like your target audience you know I help uh, you know women in their 20s and 30s you know help them with business strategies to help start off you know their own business or whatever it is Mm -hmm. but i think if you're as specific as possible it's helpful so you really have to know your audience of who you're targeting um but i think that that's fine if someone asks Mm -hmm. um but again i think um if you're just vomiting on people and giving them all the information and it's all about you Mm-hmm. And it's you're not really interested in what the other person has to say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think that it's really important uh, to make to be mindful of that, mm-hmm. um, to have it reciprocate, ask them what they are also interested in. But if the organizer does that in an event like that, I would say, you know, this is, you know, who I'm looking for specifically is to partner with uh, attorneys in other fields and also uh, young couples uh, who might have a child on the way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think that there's nothing wrong with that because then that piques someone's sort of mind. Uh, but then they may still, again, go for that follow-up meeting to, to talk more.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of follow-up,
1: yes, how do you do that? Oh, follow-up is awesome. So I often uh, teach that, and then do this for myself, if there's someone after, you know, the networking events or when you met someone out somewhere, um, if it's someone that you really want to, I, mean, I, I go sit in my car and I'll send an email. Like if it's someone like really hot that I want to like connect with and I don't want to forget about, um, I often will make a little note when I walk away from them on their card maybe or if I took their information electronically in my phone and I'll make notes there. Um, And then I'll send an email out within 24 to 48 hours. I'll send an email. Um, And not only is an email, thanks, it was awesome meeting you. Hopefully we can meet someday. Because how that goes is it's like ping pong and you're, oh yeah, cool, that would be cool. Then you respond two days later, oh, maybe we should do that. And you never end up getting something scheduled. What I do is send, uh, you know, send a follow-up action request. Hey, could we meet for tea next Monday downtown? So maybe they, they're not free at all at that time or in that location, but now it will have their brains go to their calendar and give me something exact so that it's most likely, and 75 to 80% of the time, I end up meeting with the person.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's great. And, you know, I wouldn't have had the, the perspective that mm-hmm. it's fine to uh, suggest a time or a place that may not work. Yeah. Just to keep it mm-hmm. moving forward. Exactly. Whereas my, my reaction would be, well, I don't know when I could meet, so I'm not going to respond just yet. Mm-hmm. Or, but, no, yeah. you're saying you don't have to let that be a stumbling block
1: oh yeah that because I mean, think about when you do it with friends
0: mm-hmm.
1: you never end up getting to meet you know that's the it's just on and on and on and on it's, there's nothing wrong with it mm-hmm. but if you're actually interested in moving something forward and building and developing a relationship um, it, you have to show that you're serious and mm-hmm. and for me that is all inside of like auditioning for my trust to get a referral so if they follow up back pretty quickly if they show up on time if they all of these things, um, tell me that they're also interested and that it will be a potential great uh, partnership in the future.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your, did you ever have an embarrassing moment networking?
1: Oh, so many. Uh, <laughs> let's keep it clean. I think, I mean, um, God, probably in my 20s I had, I, I really was just all over the place. And I think, uh, you know, maybe um, someone I met at an event and then when we went, met, uh, met for a follow-up they thought it was like a date Mm, yeah so i think usually yeah guys would like it's like yeah you know i was all excited to like meet someone because eventually maybe they'll do business with me so i think i was a little green in some senses you can't assume anything but i think at the same time it's important and i do teach this especially with women um to keep yourself safe to Mm -hmm. be really anybody even men because you just never know who you're meeting these days. Um, so I t- just communicate, make sure that you're meeting in a in a safe space, public, and um, maybe letting someone else know that you're going to be there.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: that, it was a, very awkward, and he thought it was a date, and it is I was just like, and I rushed out of there, so,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But it's <laughs> helpful to know that, you know, there are mistakes to be made and lessons yeah. to be
1: learned. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Well, I love to have my guests pull a card from this box of you know different ideas, attributes, strengths, and just see what comes out and what you have to say about it. I'll do. What's it gonna be? ah, Which color? This one. (laughs) Ah, perfect.
1: Procrastination. (laughs) (laughs) Yes okay Um, so you want to know what about that
0: yeah like how would procrastination relate to this and what could you say about it
1: oh goodness yeah I mean in everything that I do in sales and networking uh, like I mentioned with the follow-up like I got to get to this person I got to get to this person Uh, because I also do teach uh, classes on managing your time and, and being productive and if you let time pass you may have missed out on an opportunity. Um, definitely a mistake that I've made in sales is letting something sit too long. I've made a great connection. Someone told me to talk to someone. I said, I'd get to it, I'd get to it, I'd get to it. And then sure enough, uh, I just waited around too long and I finally call. I say, oh, we just bought a whole bunch of equipment from someone else. And I said, ah, oh. you know, so I think, uh, you know, sitting back and waiting for things to happen Uh, Or just pushing them to the side you you can cost yourself quite a bit
0: Mm -hmm. and that was
1: a pretty, you know Pretty sizable deal that Mm -hmm. I would have gotten in a long-term, you know relationship. So
0: yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, so strike while the iron is hot. hot,
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah
0: (laughs) Any other Ideas come to your mind before we close up for today?
1: Sure. Um, I think Don't don't meet people with the expectation of trying to close them. Like, you know, like I've said throughout, it is about building relationships. Um, and it really is, and people can see through. It's funny, you think that no one can see, but people typically can tell uh, when you're in it for yourself. So I'd say too, with the following up, um, you know, letting, when I what I put in that email is, how can, you know, let's meet so that we can learn more about each other's businesses and how we can help each other. Mm. So that's, that's, I think the thing that why i get so many responses back is because it's not about hey you said that you'd give me this person to meet so that we can do a deal together so i think it's a, yeah i think that that is the uh, the key really don't don't make it about what you can get from that person because you'll you'll get it back if you give you'll get it back somewhere whether from them or someone else
0: that's beautiful yeah
1: thank you <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks so much for coming on how can yeah. people learn about more about you or connect with you. Yeah. So
1: I'm on the Twitter and Instagram uh, and Facebook, all Claudia connects. Uh, So those are great places. Um, I stay pretty live, but Instagram, my, uh, my stories are pretty funny, I think, or they're there. uh, So you can usually keep up with me there. Um, And you can also uh, send me an email. I'm partnering with uh, Boston speaks right now. So Claudia at BostonSpeaks.com is a great way to connect with me as well. uh, If anyone has any inquiries. That's
0: fantastic. Well, I've never done or watched Instagram stories, so I'm gonna check you out there.
1: they're so fun. You're gonna love them, you're gonna love them. Okay,
0: I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, thanks so much, Claudia. Thank you. So thanks for watching our show today. I hope you got a lot of good value from this. And if you are finding that you are feeling a little bit nervous about networking or making a video or getting in front of a crowd to speak, I have a free download for you, that's a 10 Ways to Overcome Your Fear, which you can get at lindayugalo.com forward slash blueprint. Wishing you the best, and tune in to the next episode. Thank you for listening to Women Inspired. The show is recorded live in the studios of Bedford TV in Massachusetts, music courtesy of Sheik Gamine. If you like this episode, please leave a review or comment. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or watch all the TV episodes of Women Inspired with the show notes and links at wwwlindayugalocom forward slash TV.